You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Great Auburn family, welcome back to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion on the E2C Network. As we are here to talk about another W for this Auburn basketball team, one of the best team, one of the best Auburn teams ever that we've seen here on the Plains. We're talking about another W. I will continue to have that step in my voice every single time that I say that. Um, the Auburn Tigers improve to 17-1, and one, I believe. Yes, yeah, 17-1 and one, as they improve to 6-0 and oh in the SEC, um, which is the first time under Bruce Pearl. As you know, before Bruce Pearl, we had a little dry stretch where we didn't have basketball. So, um, you know, before, you know, you know, we had Marquise Daniels and Chuck and all those guys. And then we had this stretch where we didn't play basketball. So um, now Bruce Pearl was hired and he has come in and done a great job to, to talk about that, to continue this uh, win streak, the 14 straight. Very excited. So continue talking about that. I brought in my dad and co-host dad. How are you doing today? I'm good. It's, it's, I say this every time. It's always fun to talk about a win. Yeah. Um, we are, uh, we have, uh, had a bunch of wins to talk about and That's another, right. another fun one over an arch rival and, and a trap game that Bruce made sure you everybody know, he, knew that it was a trap game and yeah. then he blew them out. He, yeah, he called this a trap game. And a lot of people were like, mm, no, this Georgia team is not that good as Auburn Brounces Georgia in Auburn arena. 83 to 60 and he wasn't it wasn't really that close you know Georgia won the second half of this game by two points and you just kind of saw a not not necessarily a sloppy second half from Auburn but but not like the first half first half was straight dominated by the Tigers scoring 52 points you know with that they finally by counted way, that Wesley. yeah <laughs> yeah that walk they counted that i don't know what was going Did on they give the him a foul half. on that too i don't know i couldn't tell you i don't know uh, you know the announcers didn't know andy and sunny didn't know that people had no idea and i don't think bruce knew or uh, so he Green. ended up he only ended up with one foul in the game yeah so i don't think that they called the foul then it wasn't a charging foul so it no. shouldn't have been called a foul but the fact that they waved it off originally when the ball was clearly out of the guy's hand, it was yeah. funny. Anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let's start. Yeah. Start well, we, we, this game was extremely, extremely lopsided. You, I mean, you just saw the difference in these two programs, these two teams in this game, especially in Auburn Arena. And I think you'll see that when we go to Athens later in early February. Um, but no, extremely lopsided. In a game where Auburn only shoots 28% from three and 78% from the free throw line, shoots nine less free throws than Georgia, they, I mean, they completely dominate. Georgia had 18 turnovers to Auburn, eight. Uh, Auburn out-rebounded this team by 10. You know, Auburn had more second-chance points, blew them out in bench points. Auburn bench was extremely good to, uh, last night, had more points in the paint, had more blocks. Obviously, we have Walker Kessler. That's just how it's going to go. Uh, had more steals, had more assists, had more fast break. It was just, in every single category you'd look at. This Auburn team just dominated, and it showed on the scoreboard. Yeah, it's a a couple things. First of all, to all my Georgia friends out there, <clears throat> Tom Crean needs an extension. He yeah. needs it now. You need yeah. to back the truck up and give him whatever he wants to keep him there. Uh, number two, <clears throat> four of our five starters are from Georgia. Uh, the Bruce, what Bruce has done 
in Georgia after the former coach said you couldn't recruit with Under Armour in Georgia. Uh, Bruce is, has kind of shown that wrong. And then the other thing I wanted to bring up, I saw a stat, I think it was Ferguson who threw it out there, that um, Cardwell and Kessler are now now rank eighth in the team blocks. I say that, hear me say that again. They rank eighth in team blocks. That means they have as many, they have the eighth most blocks as any team in the country. Yeah. It's just stupid. Carbwell, and- Carbwell had three more the other last night and Kessler had six. Yeah, more. They ended I mean, up with nine blocks stupid. combined within those two. And there's some <laughs> big ones for both of them. Yeah. You absolutely. Saw lots of those layups that George was getting because our guards were over playing getting just swatted by Dylan and Walker. And you've seen that all year long. And it's uh, up to our aggressiveness with our guards. was just an underrated thing that has happened because our, our guards like KD and like Zepp and even Wendell at times are able to get up and take chances. And a lot of them mm-hmm. worked out. You know, Wendell got a breakaway steal for a layup. I mean, even Walker got in the auction with a breakaway steal and dunk with all overplay. And so it's just – look. It, this Auburn team showed why they're the best in the SEC, and this Georgia team showed why they're the worst in the SEC. Last yeah, time. they really did. George, this is a bad Georgia team. This is as bad of a Georgia team as I've seen. I think Bruce was a little upset with the second half, but uh, it's it's hard for 18, 19-year-old kids to buckle in and play as hard as you need to when you're up 20, 25 at halftime. Yeah. and come out, and they didn't shoot the ball well in the second half. And Georgia had – I don't know who the kid is. He got hot from three and made two or three of them in a row and yeah. cut it down to 16 at one point. And I was like, all right, guys, come on. Let's not be let's not be silly. And and then we would stretch it back out and one by 23. So You know, I was, was I was texting with my friends who are both Alabama fans. And, you know, I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, I know. But uh, I was texting with them. Because they had just their their finish with LSU had just happened and mm-hmm. absolutely horrendous basketball game that was you know LSU has fallen apart I think Bruce Pearl broke them um, <laughs> I don't I, you know Alabama played horrible and we ended up winning that game by three it was just an awful basketball game in general not awful fun finish not yeah. fun not a fun game to watch on either side but they were they were texting their concerns about Alabama to me. And the Auburn Georgia game had just started. I think it was like nineteen to nine, and I was just frustrated. I was like, "We're not shooting the ball well. This isn't good enough." You know, <laughs> I feel like an Alabama football fan right now. <laughs> yeah. We're up, we're up twenty-eight to nothing, and I'm not happy. You know, that's how they are. No, that's how we have turned into when it comes to basketball. And look, I got two things to say it's to fun. Georgia people. I got I only got two things to say. We we can get into more of the stats, and then we can talk about Saturday, but. I got two things to say to George people. Number one, Anthony Edwards is plays for the Timberwolves. He does not play for Georgia anymore. You need to let him go. Okay. By the that way, did guy. they even did they even make the tournament when he played for them? No, they no. Many Christmas. So he's, he's, he's a he's superstar. A baller for the Timberwolves. <laughs> superstar. He's in the incredible. NBA. Yeah. yeah. So th- that's one. Number two, football season is over, over. and it needs to be over. Okay. Congratulations. Congratulations. You won. won. Good for you. Well, it's basketball season now and y'all are terrible. Y'all that that's that Georgia team was horrible. And Tom Creed, just like you said at the beginning, Tom Creed needs an extension. I love that man. He's a great coach. I love, he's amazing. I, he needs to stay at Georgia. He needs to retire at Georgia. (laughs) It's a, it's a, it's funny to see Georgia fans, uh, 
commenting about us attacking their final score post, which they didn't actually post the score. They just posted that they had lost. Um, and, and I was attacking it and having people go, you act like you just beat the Chicago Bulls. No, no, nobody. You're just next. You're not yeah. special. You're just next. Yeah. And then they go, but football. And well, yeah, you beat us in football. Congratulations. It's not that season anymore. Yeah, it is not football season anymore. Congratulations. You beat an Alabama team Um, that, uh, you know, I don't know why you didn't watch our film. This No, we're not going to talk about that no more. (laughs) But, um, you know, we can get into more of the stats of this game. Auburn did not shoot the ball well from three. You know, Alan Flanagan had the best percentage. You know, he made those two threes earlier. I don't know why he didn't just shoot that first one. He kind of waited and then hit the logo one in the next possession. So. You know, it's but, good to see him, by the way, because he's been struggling from outside, like yeah. airballing shots. Yeah. And it was good to see him knock a couple in from outside. I was proud of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we talked all about, you know, when we previewed this game after the old Miss game, we talked about the KD Johnson game. And KD came out and missed his first two threes yeah. and, it, you know, turned the ball over one time or so, so, or committed a foul. And I was like, mm, what, what is Katie doing? And they pulled him and they, he went to the bench. And there was one exit of the, of the broadcast where they saw KD on the bench. He, he just kind of looked at Jabari on the bench with him and just said, I, I got it. I, mm-hmm. I got this. You know, he gets back in, hits three straight threes, you know, gets the crowd absolutely crazy, goes psycho mode. I think the, he's going to have a corner. Yeah, he is. So, you know, KD only ends up with 12 points and, you know, two boards, uh, both of them offensive rebounds, which, you know, amazing mm-hmm. for a guy his side. He ended up with two steals, had a plus minus of plus 16. So, you know, KD, thank you. Georgia. He didn't. He didn't get your seventy. No, like he didn't get saying. my seventy. He's seventy-five. No. Yeah. We do appreciate Georgia for letting us have the ability to watch KD. I have a friend of mine who who struggles with KD in the fact that he thinks he gets a little too overhyped mm-hmm. and makes a shot and gets a little overhyped and they run by him and he's got to foul him and that yeah. happens. The good thing, as I was talking to him this morning, the good thing about that is we have a deep enough team that we can take Katie and put him on the bench and go, dude, chill out for a second. We love your emotion, love your energy, but you're okay. Just relax. And you're right. The cameras picked him up saying, I got this to Jabari. And then he went out and had about a 10 minute stretch in that game where he was unstoppable. And he was, uh, like I said, he's going to blow a blood vessel in his head at some point. Um, (laughs) The, but he was unstoppable and made the threes and uh and went uh made some shots from the field one of two from the line uh but but and that's all we needed him for last night 23 minutes not a lot uh nobody played a lot but uh but to have him do that it, it was 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 good you know he wanted that game oh yeah in the worst way and now he's getting ready to go play against a former teammate on Saturday. So yeah. that's another thing that he'll get to tune up some energy for. Yeah. Yeah. Former backcourt teammate, but well, well, let's talk a few more about some of the guys that were in double digits for Auburn and maybe some of the guys that weren't in double digits. Mm-hmm. Cause actually start, let's start with that. The guys that weren't in double digits, look, Dylan Carwell and Zepp Jasper make a huge impact, but both, both on defense without completely without scoring. And Zepp didn't shoot yeah. the ball. Zepp shot one for six, one for five from three. 
you know, but he also didn't turn the ball over. He's a very efficient guard, and he man when he when they say he is the best on ball full court defender in the country, he is. He yeah, is. It, he's got to be right up there. Guy, it helps to have a guy who is the best paint protector in the country right behind, behind you as well. Him. Look, Walker, <laughs> 15 points, six rebounds, six assists. I don't know how many – or not six, six assists. Blocks. Six blocks. I'm sorry. I just used to say yeah. like in that order. <laughs> but um, a, guy, a guy like him just changes everything, especially for guys like Wendell, and Wendell uh, Katie, and Zep. But, I mean, guys that are in double digits. Auburn had six guys in double digits in this game. A huge, like – yeah, just a great game overall from this team with KD with 12, you know, the best player in the country, Jabari Smith with 12, Walker Kessler with 15, Flanagan had 10, you know, he had that eight, that eight nothing run early, and then he had that that dunk in the second half. Mm-hmm. Wendell mm-hmm. with 12 points, 11 assists, and four steals. I mean, that's dude's exciting to watch, man. He's so he exciting. Instant offense when you put him in the game. He's yeah. instant offense. Yeah, and then a guy that – Jalen Williams, there were so many times that game where we just, okay, we just need a basket. Like, we don't really need a fancy bucket. We don't need a, you know, mm-hmm. a logo three. We don't need a, a huge play. We just need a bucket. Go to Jalen Williams. Real Especially, efficient. Uh, unbelievable. Five of nine from field, two for two from the line. Also had five rebounds. A great game for Jalen. And it's good to see a guy like that come off the bench because, man. You talk about doesn't that. drop off one, one. That was one of his better games I've seen him play in a while. He struggled yeah. a little bit recently. He still is our uh, Swiss Army knife. No There's no doubt. But for him to give you 13 off the bench with five boards, uh, go two of two from the free throw line in 17 minutes, be a plus 15 on the plus minus. Yeah, that's 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 who's stepping in when Jabari has to come out. So you add those two together, and it's 25 points. Yeah. And from your four slot and, and I thought Jalen played great the other night, uh, last night. Um, I thought, I, I, I agree with you. I think Carbwell and uh, Jasper don't need to score. They don't, that's not their role. Yeah. Uh, Carbwell's an energy guy who blocks a lot of shots and can get a lot of rebounds. Yeah. Uh, Jasper's a defensive nut. He's yeah. crazy on the defensive end. Um, the, the, my one disappointment, I'm going to go back to where I was earlier in the year and he came out of it and now he's going back into it is Devin start doing the high, high wire act and go dunk the basketball and slash and cut and forget about your three for a little while. Just forget about it. It's, it's all right. You can just forget about it and they're going to leave you open and you're going to be open, but take up that space and go to the basket a couple times, see the ball go in the hole. And you're so, he's so athletic. And he had a, he had a lob in the first half that was going to be spectacular. And the kid literally shoved him out of bounds with no foul call, literally shoved him out of bounds. And I was like, that's, that's not good. Uh, But he did get his, his high wire act going and got a bucket on it. But, we we we're gonna need more from Devin. He's a good defender, but I don't need your I don't need you jacking up three threes that didn't come close. Yeah, I need you, I need you to get buckets going to the bucket. Yeah, I was texting with you during the during the first half, and this was before Auburn made their big run to go up big at the end of the first half. And I was like, Devin looks like he just needs one of those lobs. 
Mm -hmm. And, you know, he had that one where he got shoved out of bounds. He got one where he, it was a little bit off and he had to come down with it and then Mm -hmm. miss the layup. And then he got blocked on the layup. And then it was like, okay, I think Devin just needs one of those. And he did get one of them. It was an absolutely amazing no look pass from Wendell Green (laughs) off the screen. It was like Jared and Malik, you know, back in 19. But I, I don't, I think he just needs one of those. I think he needs one of those early. Early in the game. Get his confidence. I agree. I agree. And I think had he not gotten shoved literally out of bounds when going for that first one, I think his whole game changes and he probably makes two of three from three. Yeah. And he's got that confidence going. He he had one, uh, he had a breakaway where KD ended up pulling up from three and draining it. But had KD thrown thrown the ball up towards the rim, he had a breakaway uh, alley-oop dunk. Um, he just the the pass just didn't come. KD made a nice shot and probably the right shot. But uh, I just I want to see Kevin do. I want to see Deming do good. I really like the kid. I really like what he provides on defense. He's a really good defender. He gets in people's head, and uh, and he's he. We're going to need him Saturday. Yeah. We just need him to get one dunk early and maybe get fouled and go to the line. He's a good free throw shooter this year. Um, knock down a couple of free throws, just see the ball go in the hoop and then you can start shooting the threes. So, uh, but yeah, that those are the ones I wanted to make sure I pointed out. I will point out that Bruce Pearl was none too happy about the way Georgia tried to get Jabari out of the game early. I don't know if you've heard his post-game comments. No, He had to cut himself off. Yeah. I I would say, look, and I wasn't going to bring it up, but I was very, impressed with Jabari because there there's a certain level of, of basketball player that you have to be to know that 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 an opposing team is trying to do that yep and obviously you know George was trying to do that and I think a lot of teams are going to try and do that with Jabari's foul history and with Walker's mm-hmm. foul history I think they mm-hmm. would try to do that with Kessler but when on the very first possession you saw number 23 for Georgia kind of bump Jabari and you saw Jabari's mindset go, okay, what is this? And then they went down. I think we made a layup or something and came back down. And right as that guy was trying to post up, Jabari gave him a, a, a shoulder to the, to the rib. Yeah, and yeah. it hurt that guy. And that guy was shaking yeah. up immediately for about five minutes. And you just kind of saw Jabari go, okay, yeah, you're not going to do that to me. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not the guy that you're going to push around. I'm not the guy that – and – you know, he never ended up posting up Jabari for the no. rest of the game. No, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't he got, either. He took uh, yeah. a shot to the kidney. Yeah, but so what? What I noticed though, and I agree with you because uh, a lot of hothead younger freshmen would have would have because Jabari popped him, and the guy kind of doubled over. And Jabari was walking away, and the guy got up and came and said something, and kind of started to get in Jabari's face. And that would have gotten under the skin of a lot of freshman kids. It didn't with Jabari. Jabari, and, and he needs to know that's what people are going to do. And I, I think I posted on Twitter, don't tug on Superman's cape. Or you don't go up and wag your finger at Michael Jordan during a game. You don't give him a reason to go, well, I need to put 20 on you. Yeah. And, and that's what, because Michael Jordan, when he played, looked for that. He sought that out, trying to find guys that were disrespecting him so that he could rev up and and put 40 on you in a a half. Uh, Jabari's that type of guy that 
you piss him off. And I don't know that it's, I don't know if he plays better angry or not, but you just don't do that to that type of a kid, especially after you've seen him uh, not really give in. You're not, he's not letting you in his head. Yeah. Yeah. And well, after, after that, happened, it's over. <laughs> after that, right after that happened and after that dude was shaken up for a little bit and the whistle blew, by the way, the ref all the way across the court saw that and it had to blow his whistle after the guy was shaken up. Like, it's okay. so bad. And then, but right after he's shaken up, he's walking right at Jabari. He wants yeah. a retaliation from Jabari Smith. That's what he's been told to get is yeah. retaliation from Jabari Smith. Absolutely. Yeah. And Jabari did, Jabari's a pro. Jabari's not going to retaliate because he wants to go for 12 points and seven rebounds in this game. And he did. Yeah. And, and, and Bruce was highly irritated made a comment in the post game about how he didn't think it was cool, how people were trying to get, he, he didn't like that people tried to get the best player of the other team out of the game. Yeah. And, and, and then he said, I better not say anything else because I'll get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, he's really, really upset about the way people are poking and prodding. And it's obviously happened for several games now because yeah. it's made him mad. It's made it's made Bruce mad enough to say something. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an e2c network booster exclusive communications and bonus content that is available nowhere else if you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one please head on over to patreon.com e2c network to join the e2c network booster club you can also get there by going to our website e2cnetwork.com support Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. And I know we're, we're, you know, we're going to spend a good good amount of time talking about Kentucky and the game on Saturday, but that is an issue that John Calipari has dealt with for years and years and years. People used to go at Anthony Davis. People sure. used to go at John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins. People would go at Carl Anthony Towns and Willie Colley Stein. Mm-hmm. People would go at Jamal Murray. People would go at uh, Jason Tatum at Duke. I remember uh, Brandon Ingram at Duke, Jaleel Okafor at Duke. People used to go at uh, Bryce Johnson at North Carolina. We'll try to get under their skin. Marcus Page at North Carolina. Yeah. All these really good players that make really big impacts. The other coach, especially as a, a of a less inferior team like Georgia, you know, as always, but <laughs> as a lesson as a much less team, the coach of the team is trying to give his team as much of a 
advantage as he can and the chances he can, especially in that environment, especially against a team like Auburn. But Jabari wasn't having it, and apparently Bruce wasn't having it in the postgame. No, he was not. So we'll speak to the environment, though, by the way. The fact that we had students lined up all the way to Mama Goldberg's four hours before that tip is, I I can't even describe to you how different that is than, than what it used to be. I think it was Ferguson tweeted out that when he was in school there, he walked up five minutes before the Kentucky game, bought tickets and went in, could sit anywhere he wanted to and watch that, that Kentucky team with with Anthony Davis on it play and didn't have trouble getting into the arena at all. Now uh, they're going to be camping out. Friday night because yeah, it's a new me, tip off the next day. Let, I will say that before we, you know, do player of the game and start talking about the Kentucky game, I have had multiple friends talk to me and reach out to me about camping out Friday night. I've heard people that are going to be there at noon on Friday to start packing and hours. camping out. That is unbelievable, and they're going to be there for twenty four hours before tip. That 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 just shows what kind of game you got Saturday. Auburn basketball. That is not football. That is Auburn basketball. Yeah, this isn't That's the Iron Bruce Bowl. This Bowl. isn't the you – know, yeah. yeah. This is a huge game. But but the, the this was against a bad Georgia team Wednesday night yeah. at 8 o'clock at night on a school night. And they were lined up all the way to Mama G's at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And at that place, I don't think you could have squeezed another human being in that building. Yeah. It is the best – the best atmosphere in college basketball, and there's not a close second right now. Yeah. And I say that about, knowing what Duke can do. Yeah. Well, actually, there there's somebody on Twitter right now, and I, I can't pull up the tweet because Twitter's not loading right now. I don't know why. But, um, hey, they got to get that fixed for Saturday. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. But to that, um, to that argument, Auburn Arena has the – the lowest capacity in of SEC. any team in the SEC's arena and of most schools in the NCAA. It's about and, the same you size look as at, Duke. Yeah, Cameron Indoor has 400 more seats. And yeah. you look at that atmosphere with the Cameron Crazies and how they've been with Shevskyville and all, all of that. You look at Gonzaga's atmosphere. That's a big-time yeah. atmosphere to have in Spokane, Washington. Arena, yeah. It's yeah. 3,000 less than Auburn Arena. Uh, you, you look crazy. at these these small it's arenas. Crazy. It's not about the small arena. It's about the people. It's about the energy, and, and it's, it's about, about putting play. it's about putting students in the best seats in the house. Yeah, they did. Somebody tweeted out the other day. I haven't been an Auburn basketball fan for long, but man, Auburn's giving the students three quarters of the best seats in the building. That's unbelievable, and it yeah. changes the atmosphere. Yeah. Because you'll you'll notice the guys sitting behind the two benches in the scholarship seats aren't the ones making noise. Yeah. It's the other three quarters of the lower bowl where the students are sitting that is just stupid loud. It's yeah. it's really it is impressive. It's a great building. It was built that size for a reason. They used to have to put curtains up in beard eaves because it was so big and nobody buy those seats. Yeah. So they built a building that was smaller capacity. And then Bruce Pearl filled it up and has made it must-see TV and must-get to the game. So, anyway, let's talk player of the game. A player of the game, I, I think there, I think there's many options you can go with. You know, we yeah. had six guys in double figures. You know, Wendell with a double-double and Kessler with a six rebounds, six blocks. Jabari with seven rebounds. And Carwell with, 
you know, even a guy like Carwell, you're making such a big impact off the bit. I, you, you could go anywhere. I'm going to go different than I think you're going because I think you're going with the, the more rounded answer that, you, that you'd mm-hmm. ask. And we'll, we'll do this real fast so we can talk about Saturday. But I'm going to go with Wendell. Um, okay. You, know, 12, you look at the stat sheet, only shot one of five from three. He's going to shoot threes and he's going to make threes. I'm not worried about that at all. You know, he scored 12 points. He had three rebounds. He had 11 assists to only two turnovers. And one of those turnovers, poor guy just dribbled it off his foot. He was go- yeah. That was going to be a lob. It was going to be a great Sensory to Alan Flanagan. Yeah, but he ended point. up with four steals. There were multiple times where the big just had it for Georgia and Wendell just went and ripped it. From yeah. him. And Zepp did that Fun same thing. Yeah. And it was just, it's just so different when he's on the floor. He's one of the most exciting guards to watch in college basketball. And he's coming off the bench for us. So, uh, yes, I, I agree completely. He is instant offense when he comes on the floor. I, I don't have anything against Jasper. I think Jasper's thing is defense, but the offense doesn't run as smooth with Jasper playing point. Hmm. But you put Wendell in and you're running pick and roll, even that side pick and roll, that uh, wing pick and roll where he threw the lob to Devin, he's getting in the middle of the lane. And if he's in the middle of the lane, and you don't guard him, he's going to make a layup or a shot. Yeah. If you come up to guard him, he is such a good passer. He's going to find the guy open. So I think he's a good choice. I'm actually going to go off the board a little bit. Uh, Kessler is, would fit easily, but uh, but I'm going to go with our Swiss Army knife okay. and Jalen Williams, who who played 17 minutes and had 13 points, five of nine from the field, one of three from three, two of two from the free throw line had five boards, uh, just, a, again, Swiss Army knife type of performance. And, and I don't think he's played well against uh, in the last couple weeks when he's come in. So to see him come in and really light it up, I, I, I'll go, I'll go with, uh, with Jalen as the player of the game. It showed what kind of balance game that this, that this Auburn team had, scoring 83 points. And a guy having 15 points, six rebounds, six blocks, and does not get mentioned for a player of the I, game. I, I, guy I, having 12 rebounds, uh, 12.7 rebounds, doesn't get mentioned. A guy who transferred from there and scored 12 points and had two rebounds and two steals doesn't get mentioned. But I, it just shows that this Auburn team is incredibly balanced, incredibly uh, deep, and uh, we're excited to – Both players of the game come off the bench. That's right. That's right. Big yeah. time. Big time Big game time. for the bench. Yeah. Let's uh let's put this less inferior team behind us, and uh, let's let's talk about Saturday. Uh, we talked about the atmosphere on Saturday is going to be unbelievable. And you want to know awesome. why? Because it is the biggest regular season game in Auburn basketball history. Because you have the chance to be number one in the country for the first time ever on Monday. Uh, uh, if no. Jesse Newell finally caves. <laughs> He's not going to – we're going to be ranked – we're going to drop a spot if we beat Kentucky. He's going to put us like, at 10. But, like, <laughs> Kentucky was ahead of us. So, uh, uh, if he had uh, us at eight and not nine, we would have been first, been first because, yeah. because of the point system. We were Just only four stupid. points behind Gonzaga. Just but, uh, yeah, it's stupid. But let's talk about this Kentucky team. This Kentucky team is incredible. One of the better Kentucky teams, in at least recent memory, yep. um, that Calipari has had. You know, Calipari struggled – with kind of the kind of meshing his guys together as of recent, you know, in the past, especially in the SEC, he could just get all this talent, you know, especially when he had that one team in 2014 yeah. where he had, you know, Devin Booker was coming off the bench. 
yeah, on that five team. Five or six NBA All-Stars on that team, didn't he? Exactly. So, yeah. you know, he could just blow through everybody then. This, you know, it hasn't been the case as recently and with the SEC getting better and better. He got swept by Alabama last year. Uh, Auburn's – he hasn't beaten Auburn in Auburn Arena since, uh, I believe, 18, and he's only won one. You know, he lost the previous two there. Yeah, so – He's got he's got to have a team that meshes together well, and it's also more experienced than just having a bunch of talented freshmen. And he's got yeah, it with this team. This it. team is this team is really good. This team is really deep. Uh, this is the second best team in the SEC, and there's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. They they beat they you know they struggled with A and M last night uh, at A and M. I I think that was their their wake up call, their test. You know, if the if the Notre Dame game wasn't, then this was. Um, you know, this is a this is a very good, very good Kentucky team. This is by far the best team that Auburn's played, and uh, we yeah. get to do it in Auburn Arena, and uh, it's going to be the biggest game in that building ever. It's ever. a it's a really exciting to be able to uh, figure out to to be able to see a team like Kentucky who is as talented as they are. But they're like you said, they're not they're not all freshmen this year. They've got some older kids on that team. Uh, and and to be able to watch the the matchup and kind of see uh, see the two coaches go back and forth will be a That's lot right. of fun. It always is fun. fun. They're two really when, good coaches. When you have the the matchup like this and the rankings like it is and the standings like they are, and these two talented, talented teams playing as good a basketball as both of them could be playing right now was is special. Let's talk a little bit more in depth, but and we don't normally talk about, you know, as in depth of the, the of our next opponent like we're doing right now. But this this game is different. Big game. This, mm-hmm. this is the biggest game of the season and will probably be the biggest game of the season until it's winter go home. So mm-hmm. um let's talk a little bit about this Kentucky team. You can't talk about this Kentucky team without mis- without mentioning Oscar Sheebway. He is, he's their big guy. He's averaging 16 points and 14 rebounds. And yes, you heard me correctly. He's, he's incredible. He's shooting 66% or 61.6% from the field right now. Most of those are dunks and easy layups. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dude's playing a lot. He's playing almost 30 minutes a game, which is actually a a third on their team right now. If you think about it, they're not as deep as Auburn. No, they're not as deep as Auburn. I don't think any team in the country is as deep as Auburn. No. But but, um, but Shibway is a, a legit national player of the year candidate. Yeah. You do 16 and 14 in the SEC. You got a reason. You, you got a reason. Uh, I think Jay Billis last week in, uh, on, the, on the college game day, he chose uh, Shibway as the player of the year so far. Yeah. And, uh, and then he did his 94 feet with him, which, is, which was an interesting uh, – dude speaks like nine languages. He's brilliant. And just he's he is dominant. It's going to be really fun to watch him and Walker Kessler yeah. get together. Say, he's not as tall as be... Walker. Yeah, he's not long, but he's built. He's got shoulders and arms that are huge. Yeah, and he knows how to use them. So it'll be really fun to watch that matchup. Yeah, and I'm excited to watch out watch for that matchup. That's gonna be that's gonna be special. Um, then you then you're looking at the guy like like Ty Ty Washington and Auburn. Really close to game. This was between Auburn and Kentucky. A guy like Ty yep. Ty Washington would start at point guard for Auburn. Mm-hmm. He would play a lot. He's averaging 31 minutes a game, which is just a ton, but averaging 14 minutes. points. And he's he is special. He he's really good. That's another that's another 
top pick in the NBA type of guy. He's your he's your score first point guard. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, looks, he, he looks to score when he drives. The other point guard is the pass-first point guard, the yeah, kid out of Georgia. Sevier Wheeler is another just pass-first point guard, like you're saying. Really good. A lot, a lot more nowadays. But another transfer from Georgia, you know, when when KD hit the transfer portal and Sevier hit the transfer portal, I believe right after KD did, I was like, oh, that could be some sort of a package deal. But then Sevier went to Kentucky and I was like, no, 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 don't, no, don't, don't, don't go to KD. We can't have KD going to Kentucky. Come to us, KD. So, yeah, but I mean, you're talking about veteran leadership with this guy, like uh, Jacob Toppin, who mm-hmm. uh, uh, played. Brother's you know, pretty good. Brother's pretty good for the Knicks right now. Obi Toppin's yeah. brother. We talk about Keon Brooks, who's been there forever. He, uh, you know, I can remember him playing the against the, the Chumo Kiki. Yeah, but playing his best basketball, Killian uh, Grady has been playing his best basketball by far as well. A guard, uh, he's averaging thirty minutes a game. Xavier Wheeler's averaging twenty nine minutes a game. Keon Brooks averaging twenty two minutes a game. They are really top heavy. This is yep. going to be a, a a star versus star type of matchup, um, and I think Auburn's depth and it being in Auburn Arena will be will be huge in the at the end of the day for Auburn. Yeah, I, so. Um... They like to get up and down the court. They're going to push it. Uh, I don't think that bothers Auburn. I think Auburn would would enjoy getting in a in a running battle with them. Uh, I think Auburn is better defensively, uh, and I think Auburn is a uh, a much more complete team than what they saw the other night in uh, in College Station. Uh, so I think if they play like they did against A and M, they will get Auburn will handle them fairly easily. Yeah. Um, I don't think they'll play like they did against AM. I think they'll play something in between what they did Tennessee, which they were unbelievable against Tennessee, but that was at home. And AM, which they struggled a little bit. I think we we talked a little bit pre-show about uh they left College Station last night. Uh they are interviewing Calipari. He said, We'll get home two, two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. So I can't practice them on Thursday. And uh, so we'll get practice on Friday and then fly down to to Auburn uh, for an early Saturday game. So hopefully uh, the road will be long for them. Yeah. And uh, and it'll you know they won't have as much energy and and our guys will feed off of what I would think you could probably light the entire city of Auburn with the electricity that's going to be in that building. Yeah. Uh, tough. Tough week traveling especially for Kentucky you know Kentucky yeah. going all the way to College Station on Wednesday getting back late Wednesday night can't practice Thursday and then you know practicing Friday immediately coming down to get a hotel for a noon tip-off against Early Auburn game. yeah on CBS but uh, look I'm excited you know uh, this is the first game of the season that we're going to do a prediction for uh I, I don't want to look on this as a as a bad idea you know maybe if these predictions go well, then we'll keep doing this. But, <laughs> if they uh, don't go well, we will never speak. We will never again. do this again. <laughs> but um, I, this is a really good Kentucky team. It is by far the biggest game in Auburn Arena history. It's the biggest game of the regular season. It's the biggest game in the SEC this season by far. Is this, is, these are the two best teams. Kentucky is a really, really good basketball team, an extremely well-coached basketball team, just like they always are. Mm-hmm. Um we're going to have to play our best game of the year. And Absolutely. to do that, we're going to, we're going to have to shoot the ball. Well, we're going to have to not turn the ball over. 
we're going to have to start fast. We're going to have to push the ball up the floor. You know, I don't know if we want to get in a in a running match with a team yeah. like this, but you know, I wouldn't mind it. You know, especially with Sheebway. You know, I would much rather trust Kessler getting up and down the floor than Oscar Sheebway. Yeah, I you know I don't know how I would trust it, the guards against you know Washington and Wheeler, but I would I I would trust them on the defensive end, especially especially Zep, especially KD. So I don't, I don't know. This is a really really good basketball team. This is. I, You're struggling. Come on now. Come I, on, you I can do it. I don't know. I I was. <laughs> I'll say Auburn by seven in a more of a low scoring battle. I'll go seventy one to sixty four. Auburn. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I think if you hold them to sixty four, we we win. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll score more than seventy um, at home. Uh, we've been scoring more than 80 most in most SEC games. I don't think that we get that high. Uh, I, I would say I'm going to go Auburn 79, uh, Kentucky uh, 71. Okay. So Auburn 79, 71, Auburn by eight. And, yeah. and I think you're right. Uh, I, I don't want to get in a run and gun battle with them because I do want to be able to set up the defense just because as a big guy, playing basketball i can't wait to watch kessler and Sheway battle down low yeah I, and i hope that the referees are i just pray that they're decent and let these kids play because there are going to be there's a lot of nba talent that's going to be on that floor and if you call every foul then it's going to be a free throw shooting contest and although we shot Kyle, we shot almost 80%, 78%. That's not good game. enough. He would tell you that's not good enough. <laughs> Got to shoot 80. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think that uh, I, I watched a little bit of the A&M game. Uh, the A&M does not have what Auburn has. Uh, and so I think that we can – I think we can win it. I think we can win it seven or eight points. So 79-71 is, is where I'll go. All right. Two, we will do. We'll be back to discuss this uh, that big, big matchup in Auburn Arena later next uh, this weekend, maybe early next week. Um, uh, until next time, where you go? Where you go? Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.